The New York Times reported on over 400 cases in five years in which police stopped and ended up killing drivers who were not armed and not under pursuit for violent crime. Welcome to The Shrinks on Third, our psychology and social justice podcast. I'm psychologist Cindy Ariel. And I'm psychologist Julie Mayer. Join us. Well, unfortunately, Julie, traffic stops have been in the news lately, and it's not a good thing. Well, Cindy, they are one of the most common ways we all get up close and personal with the police. Unless we're the unlucky victims of a crime in which the police are called. We really only ever see them in passing and hope we don't get noticed while we're driving or for any reason. It's always unnerving to be followed by a cop car. It makes me really self-conscious about my driving, but it doesn't make me afraid that I might be about to be killed. Me either, but it's because we're white. This is totally different for people of color, especially Black people. Every study, every statistic tells us that black and brown drivers are more likely to be stopped, searched, and subjected to force across the whole country. People are literally killed during routine stops for sometimes minor or probably almost non-existent traffic violations. We're not talking about criminal suspects being followed and pulled over after an armed carjacking or a bank robbery or something. We're talking about people with maybe a taillight out or an air freshener hanging in a place that someone thinks might be blocking the driver's view. That's right. And if you don't believe us, there's a site for Mapping Police Violence, MPV, which is a nonprofit research group that keeps a very extensive database. Their data shows that Black people are almost three times more likely to be killed by police than white people. It also shows they're also more likely to be unarmed and less likely to be threatening someone during their encounter with the police. MPV lists all of the police killings by name, location, and what happened, whether they were armed or unarmed, and a host of other information. According to their database, most police killings begin with traffic stops or mental health episodes, disturbances, nonviolent offenses, or situations in which there's no alleged crime and absolutely no need for a gun. And officers consistently avoid criminal liability for using deadly force. 98% of killings by police did not end up with an officer being charged with a crime. That is a really high percentage. It's almost 100%. All of these are circumstances in which it could be possible to have an alternative response to sending in armed officers. Sometimes even no response is required. Honestly, so what if someone's taillight is out? They probably know it and they'll probably get it fixed when they can. Does that really require police intervention? In 2022, 86 people were killed by police in interactions that began as a traffic stop. In some cases, people are killed trying to run away or after a weapon is found during the stop. 
We usually hear about the running away or the found weapon rather than the reasons that the stop happened in the first place, which could have been a broken windshield or an old registration tag, something not important. A lot of these violations people get stopped for are really crimes of poverty. You need money to fix a broken taillight or a cracked windshield. Tickets that haven't been paid or lapsed insurance coverage results in losing licenses so that one false move on the road, like changing lanes without a signal, and all of this can escalate into violence or death. It's so crazy. The person who gets stopped is frightened. Maybe they try to run because they know their life could be at stake. Or the cops find a weapon. The person becomes another death statistic. It all happens so quickly. The New York Times reported on over 400 cases in five years in which police stopped and ended up killing drivers who were not armed and not under pursuit for violent crime. They killed them. Try to imagine being stopped by a cop for rolling through a stop sign. We've all done it. And getting shot and possibly killed. Now imagine that happening to someone you love. Systemic racism is highlighted when we see video footage of the unnecessary violence under which these people are killed. We've all seen or read about them, so many of them in the past few years. One of the high profile deaths by traffic stop was Philando Castile, who died in April 2017 after a traffic stop that, according to the officer, occurred because he looked like a suspect in a recent robbery because of his wide set nose. Which really sounds like racial profiling. It's like describing a white suspect as someone with a narrow nose. Yes. An NPR story about Philando reported that he was stopped 46 times for traffic violations before the fatal one. All for various things like something wrong with his plates or tags, blocking an intersection, even for not using a seatbelt. And for that one, it wasn't clear whether it was him or a passenger without the seatbelt. It's just ridiculous if you give it some thought that police are spending their time on this stuff instead of actual crimes where people are getting hurt. And that this can escalate to the death, like it did with Philando Castile, for no reason. So what if he had an auto problem? That's not a reason to take out a gun. Anyway, another one is Dante Wright, who was 20 when he was killed after being pulled over for an expired registration tag and a hanging air freshener. That hanging air freshener really gets me. Yeah. Sandra Bland, who was 28, was stopped for failing to signal. Antoine Cooper, a 34-year-old man in Miami, was shot in the head after he was stopped for an expired registration tag. And then police found his license was expired. He tried to run and he died with one shot. In the back of his head. And one of the most recent deaths that happened in the beginning of 2023 was of 29-year-old Tyree Nichols from Memphis. He was beaten by basically an aggressive gang of cops after being pulled over for unclear reasons and became another one of the many drivers killed during a traffic stop that became violent and ended with his death three days later. This stuff really makes me sick. I don't understand why it happens at all. Who cares that whatever was going on with Tyree Nichols, was he weaving a little bit? Pull him over and give him a warning and let him go. And because he ran, does that mean you shoot at him? He's not a criminal. Let him run. You have his car. 
it's not a necessity to bring violence into these situations, but we have to look more closely into this whole police violence thing, and we will on other occasions, I think. But anyway, it's really just repulsive and horrifying. And the truth is, for Tyree Nichols, based on the video, those officers, they weren't in any danger, not even remotely. And we see the most extreme examples on the news, but this stuff happens frequently. The ACLU says that many of these drivers should never even be stopped. Right. That's what I'm saying. Why bother? Use your police skills for a crime. In a lot of communities across the U.S., monetary incentives encourage police to stop drivers for whatever they can because they can get money from tickets. That is, if they don't kill the driver first, because then he cannot pay the ticket. Good point. So instead of having armed officers policing violent criminals, they're giving out tickets and collecting money from drivers that often are not a threat to public safety and often don't have the money to pay a ticket. When they do, they're basically being used to fund a criminal justice system that doesn't protect them or offer them justice in any way. Right. It could even kill them. The federal government contributes to the ticket scheme by offering $600 million in federal grants to states each year to improve road safety. At least 20 states use the number of traffic stops per hour to judge police performance and to get more grants. What a crazy way to judge for grants. And who in the federal government is reading those grants and agreeing to the the funding? Officers sometimes get money or promotions based on the number of tickets they gave out. Also, rather than offering incentives for the most traffic stops and the most tickets, Officers can be trained to pull vehicles over only when the vehicle is believed to be involved in a serious crime or is in clear danger or is a clear danger, too. There's no need for police to pull over non-threatening vehicles. In fact, in order to protect both the drivers and the officers, it seems like a really good idea to stop this practice. Yeah. Several jurisdictions in more than 20 states across the country are working on changing this practice and now have prohibitions against ticket quotas. Some are making other changes to their traffic stop policies as well. Yeah, Los Angeles and Philadelphia have both passed legislation trying to end unnecessary traffic stops. Philadelphia recently implemented rules mandating that drivers can no longer be stopped for minor infractions like missing a brake light. The Los Angeles Police Department ordered that officers not pull someone over unless they have reason to believe a more serious crime has taken place. When they do stop someone, they have to record the interaction with their body cameras. But while police in some places are stopping fewer people, which potentially reduces the chances that bad encounters can happen, the ones who are stopped are still disproportionately people of color. So there has to be more than just fewer traffic stops done. Yep. Training police how to de-escalate interactions with drivers and also not to escalate them in the first place, along with eliminating incentives to stop them for no important reason, shows some success in reducing the number of triggers for tension that can lead to violence. Yes. Reducing triggers is important. Both kinds. One issue... (laughs) we keep hearing about is that a lot of police training for traffic stops is based on the info that a traffic stop is the most dangerous thing an officer might engage in on any particular day, believe it or not. The dangers of a stop 
when an officer doesn't know who or what is in a vehicle means that they have to be very careful. There have been situations where officers have been shot and killed or seriously injured in traffic stops. So of course, they have to be extremely cautious. But going in with this mindset more often leads to overreaction toward people who aren't a threat. The actual data shows there are millions of traffic stop encounters between the police and the public, and statistically, drivers are the ones most likely to end up having a negative experience, including dying. Which is the most negative experience, yes. Over three quarters of the drivers that police killed were trying to run or drive away. They were afraid. They were afraid of being killed, and then they're killed. Experts say that the correct thing to do when this happens is just let them go rather than shooting them in the back or shooting at their moving cars. It seems like common sense to me. It does. Some departments are trying to create an unarmed civilian division responsible for certain traffic violations and to send trained clinicians to mental health emergencies. That would be great. It makes sense to put the most effective responders in situations where they can be most helpful, not harmful. For example, in the case of a mental health crisis, it makes sense to send people who are trained to de-escalate a mental health crisis rather than someone trained for combat who happens to be carrying a gun, like a police officer. They are not necessarily needed in non-combative situations. It all makes sense, but of course, change is slow. Change is slow. There are just a lot of traffic violations that don't need law enforcement attention, that shouldn't even be traffic tickets and shouldn't be justification to pull somebody over. Totally agree, Cindy. Lives are at risk and we need better protocols. There certainly seems to be room for more policy reforms to reduce police violence. Or seeing that police reforms so far aren't resulting in fewer deaths from traffic stops, Maybe, as we've been suggesting, there's a lot of room to rethink our public safety plans altogether. The National Association of Black Law Enforcement, NABLEO.org, is one of the organizations that hosts events in Black communities to teach people the risk of traffic stops, what police are looking for, and how to act when they're stopped by police. This type of safety education can hopefully be helpful to prevent some communication misfires that trigger fear or aggression in officers. Yeah, but it can't be the responsibility of the person driving the car to make sure they don't get killed. Correct. And as long as we have to deal with cases in which police are racist and they act wrongly and aggressively, they have to be held accountable. 100%. If you're interested in these alarming statistics, you really should take a look at mappingpoliceviolence.org. And if you're interested in getting involved and doing something about these terrible statistics, you can start with empirejustice.org slash police reform project and also the Alliance for Safe Traffic Stops.org. Thanks for listening today. You can find us at shrinksonthird.com and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at shrinksonthird. Until next time, take care.